Okay, hi everybody and welcome back to B2B Nav. And on this week's episode, John is in for a roasting, is the way I'm going to phrase it. Uh, so we're going to talk about creatives and creativity. Um, and I think working in an agency, I think anybody that's worked with creatives or around creatives will probably have encountered some of the points we're, gonna, we're hopefully going to touch on today. So, John, do you want to kick us off with... What what is a creative? Oh, what is a creative? Oh, I think you've just got to think about and define what the type of things that a creative person does. So I think for me, it's about taking risks, okay. ignoring doubt in your own mind, mm -hmm. facing fears, mm -hmm. and kind of breaking routine and looking for looking for the hidden, looking for things that aren't obvious, okay. looking at things differently. You know, turning them upside down, turning them left to right. Exploring things, you know, taking things apart, trying to make new things out of things that already exist. Yep. So, like I said in the podcast I did recently about the ideas, it's about being able to take maybe two things that exist, put them in your head, mm -hmm. spin it around a bit, come up with something new. Okay. I just always be looking to improve, always be looking to kind of, you'll, you'll appreciate it. It's always look to change things, always look to <laughs> kind of develop it. And bring something that someone's never, bring a percep perception or a look or a kind of an observation that no one's had before. Okay. Ollie, what does it mean to you? Because I mean, I guess as a, as a tech digital, digitally savvy guy, do you, do you consider yourself to be creative? Do you, what does creative mean to you in an agency? Don't say um, argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll come back to that one. Genuinely, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be creative, which I don't know if it's right or wrong. Okay. I feel like... Sounds like that's but with well, the areas I'm not of, swear. I think that's rubbish. <laughs> well, I think everyone is. Yeah, well, maybe. But in with the areas own... I cover, then, yeah, looking it, at things like website design and, and how that should be structured and how it should look visually. Yes, I, I feel like I've very much got a strong opinion uh, and a uh, good experience there. I'm gonna try do, you, take... do you consider that's more a functional role because you know where things should go to optimize Possibly, it? Or yeah. is it a creative but, mind of where you think? But it? I think that's very different to coming up with like a concept or yeah. understanding how to but visually stand out in I space. very carefully didn't say a creative as an artist mm -hmm. because like hook up by crook, I'm going to take this podcast off course oh you won't you won't because i'm going to bring it straight back on board <laughs> what i mean is when i said that's rubbish you are creative i think being creative apart from all the things you just said is about just applying and look you are creative in the way that you will look at a problem and develop a solution that answers a very set a specific set of parameters mm -hmm. just because you do it in digital and digital is obviously boring doesn't mean that you're not creative. Here he comes. <laughs> I'm Effective, just, delivers I, results, can yeah. be measured. Attack yeah. measure, is the measure, best form of But, and equally, you know, when you've got your business leader head on, yeah. you have to think creatively about yeah. moving resource around the business, how to deal with individuals, how to kind of grow the business. I think, it comes, back, I think in my role it comes back to strategy a lot of the time. So the strategy isn't a path trodden by anybody else before you. It's you're setting a path for yourself in your own mm -hmm. business, which involves that element of creativity, again, in yeah. terms of how you approach it. But, but that's looking at how a thing's been done yeah. and what would I change mm -hmm. to make it, yeah. in my own opinion, better. And is that, not the, is that not the whole idea of being creative, really, taking somebody else's idea I think, well, and, and, is it, and tweaking it? I'm going to... Uh, Probably Have you listened to a recent, recent video? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to misquote 
Picasso horrifically here. I think. But he said, <laughs> sure he said once, something along the lines of, you know, good artists borrow. Yeah. Great artists steal. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there is. There's no, I mean, said in the podcast, there's no such thing as a new idea. There yeah. just isn't. And anyone who tells you any different is lying. Mm-hmm. It's about subverting something that already exists yeah. and creating a new use for it. Yeah. Okay. So, of a, of a traditional creative, let's call it, in an agency structure, yeah. what what would you consider the key kind of characteristics around that, 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 you look that for. role? Yeah. So, if, you know, if you're looking to if you're looking to hire somebody into an, an agency as a creative, what 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 characteristics, think, what skill sets? What I think they're, hy- they're hygiene factors, and then the things <clears throat> that elevate. So, the hygiene factors in creative departments, if you will, if it's a copywriter, mm-hmm. grammar yep. is obviously one. Being able to use spell check, mm-hmm. being able to put the words in the right order. That's one. Those are the hygiene factors. Yeah. With a designer, you're looking for someone who's got an, an eye and ability to lay stuff out in a way that's manageable, that's good with information management and mm-hmm. design. Can use specific programs, whether yep. it's InDesign, Illustrator, Photoshop, or whatever it might be. Yeah. PowerPoint would be lovely with a lot of them. <laughs> Sometimes these days, yeah. Um, and then with motion graphics, it's about, again, it's about, can I use After Effects? Do I know the principles of animation? So yep. you've got all that. And then above that, you just have to look for people who, you know, have got that little extra, that spark of something where you go, that's different. That's yeah. So I've heard you refer to it as kind of the, d- the design eye, uh, mm. uh, and you use that phrase quite a bit, whether you do, know you do or you don't. But I've heard you say it a lot in the sense of, because a lot of the things you describe there are arguably quite learned skills. They are all learned skills. Arguably. So it's can that... you use After Effects, yes or no? Can you use Adobe Design, yes or no? So there's a functional aspect to it, particularly at like an but, artwork level maybe. But it's how you use it. I, I agree. Is I agree. The, so it's, yeah. if, it's, if it's 80-20, 80% 80, yep. 80 of it probably is. Probably more. People yep. probably just shout up now and go, no, oh, it's 99% yeah. learned. Yeah. The vast proportion of what all creatives do are learned skills. Yeah. The vast proportion of what all of us do in life are learnt skills. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, I don't know, Lewis Capaldi or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he's writing songs, but he's learnt how to write songs. Mm-hmm. Slash from Guns N' Roses has learnt how to play a guitar. Yep. It's how he plays that guitar that yep. makes him unique and creative. Yeah. So it's what are those extra little things? And when I'm looking or interviewing people or going through portfolios and books, mm-hmm. It's how have they approached it? Have they given me a smile in the mind? Have they done something that I've looked at it and gone, ah, oh, you clever so-and-so. Yeah. I would not have thought of that. Or that's yeah. a really beautiful way of taking something and changing it. Yeah. You know, that's probably the, the, the art directional side of it is, you know, you've taken the everyday, the mundane yeah. and turned it into something new. Okay. Ollie, you work, you, you've been working with creatives like I have now for a number of years. Because mm-hmm. in your previous role, I might be wrong saying this, you weren't, no. As surrounded by creatives or creative, no, folk. I mean, you still get exposed to creative, but certainly not surrounded by. What what's it what's it like for you working with? And you can be honest here, because that's the whole point of the podcast in a way. But what's it like working with creatives? Because they're they're quite often quite different in the way they approach things and um, diligence, organisation. We'll come back to stereotypes in a bit. Sorry, John. Very um, nice. But in the sense of how, how do you find it? I guess as somebody working with, with a creative. Well, I think in the areas that I work, so I think an area where I'll frequently work with creatives are on a project such as, you know, website projects, things yep. like that. Yep. I think that 
generally we find that process to be quite smooth. I don't want to sound like I'm just trying to be nice to John because he's right in front of me or anything like that. It's not what but, he says behind closed doors. <laughs> but, you know, we, we go through a process in terms of uh, working out. I suppose it's kind of what you're talking about there in terms of, uh, from the design point of view, working out the architecture of the information in terms mm. of how you want to lay it out and things like that. So we, we know the architecture of, of what we want a site to look like in this case or, or what's going to be on the pages and what's going to be on the, uh, you know, within each section of a page. So then when we come to, you know, brief a creator on that, it's usually quite a straightforward process of they're adding to that something that we don't quite have, which is that, that design eye, that's that, that design um, structure layout to the page that is going a little bit beyond what we probably have. Yeah. I suppose it's like, you know, using an analogy, you know, you need a coat, but you don't know what type of coat you yeah. need at that point, yeah. whether it's a big fleece number or just a windbreaker or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a fair, that's a reasonably really fair analogy. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking wardrobes now. But I think it's a, you know, you, I know where you're going to go with this in terms of the disorganisation of the creative no, artistic there's, mind. There's a, there's a stereotype. But there is a stereotype, there's a stereotype you're right. creative without doubt in the sense that, I think, forgive me for saying this, but I'm going to say it, quite disorganised, genius potential. Um, I'll come back to some other words, but in the sense of, I think creatives are not going to get splatballed on. IG no, but they can see and sometimes be to be a complete and utter pain in the ass to work with. Yeah, yeah, no, because, absolutely. But because I think I think maybe particularly more in B two B as well, and and we can discuss this. But in the sense of in B two B, where yeah, we we brought you on in, in BDB to to push our clients, stretch our boundaries increase our creative capabilities, but also make us think bigger and make us think broader and make us think more excited and things for our clients. Be sorry now. No, no. And then, <laughs> but then in B2B, I think quite often but I think it gets dialed back, doesn't it, by the yeah. client because the, there is still a traditional kind of B2B approach to things. And whilst people speak of B2B becoming more like B2C, yeah. There's always yeah, that like, with a little we, C. We don't want to go tiny, that far out there. Tiny or... C. So <laughs> I think sometimes people get frustrated that you, 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 you go too big. And they're like, well, that won't work for the budget, or yeah. that won't work for the the client, or the client won't buy it at that. But that's kind of is that kind of the role? To, it's to... part of it, I think. But it's it's down to individuals. So you're right, creatives in general, I guess, get a bad rap for a lot of things. Yeah. Organisation is clearly one of them. Timesheets. I'll hold my hands up. I might not be my uh, black belt skill. Yeah. But equally, we have creatives here mm -hmm. who are incredibly diligent at yep. filling out their timesheets and are creative and. Which yeah. ones are them? <laughs> well, okay, the think about this. Me. Think about this from, uh, again, I'll go back to my website example. Somebody, a creative that's designing a website has to be organized. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of information going on on any one page. And then there's it's 10 so to 20 different pages that need to be designed. And mm -hmm. then there's mobile versions of those pages. You have to be organized to pull that off. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. When I was going back to this point. So there's that. Yeah. There's lots of things, but I think a lot of it's down to the individual because you will find that there are, across any agency, yep. there are people who are less than excellent at filling in timesheets. Yep. I can think of many. There, there, there are some there are who might not have their time management. But it's more, badge. I think the creatives tend to think it's their God-given right not to do them because they play up to the stereotype of being... No, no, I think I've seen it a lot of these with different creatives that it's kind of, yeah, well, you're not going to get me to do timesheets because I'm the creative. And you go like, well, if you don't do timesheets, we can't bill your time, so you're useless. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a... There's that kind of balancing board I think between that. I think I mean. there are some, and I, I would always say that, you know, there's a sliding scale in any part of it. And you're right, there are. And there are some who think they're the artist's darling, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
And I've got this joke, I've known it. I was told it years ago, and it's it always ring to, yeah. It, I'm going to make it clean, <laughs> but it's how many art directors does it take to change the light bulb? Yeah, none, because I'm changing absolutely nothing, and that's like a real stereotype. But well, you that, do get that leads, like that. That leads beautifully onto another point. So, in the sense of, I've noticed working through working with you and working with other creatives and working with external suppliers and everything else over the years now, that no matter what gets presented, you'll change it. it I've never seen anything come, ever, I don't think, where you won't tweak something with it. You are all external creatives. Everybody has to alter it a little bit. And we had mm. it recently on one of the concepts. Yeah. Not you, somebody else was doing the same thing to you, that you yeah. might do that. And they were like, no, no, I'm just gonna do this this little tweak to it. I, I, I can't explain, that is like the- um, But what what is it, that? That's the creative gene, that's part of the creative gene. So you're saying like, what do you look for? Yeah. And I think one thing is you always look for someone who's going to kind of always want to push it, always want to improve things, always want to go a little bit further. But I, I guess on the other side of the fence, is that just changing it for the sake of changing it because you can't possibly cope that it's somebody else's idea? I, I think there's possibly an element of that sometimes. No, I say it's, it's so, just interesting. Sometimes it's one of the ones where there isn't, with, with creative, there's no right or wrong answer, is there? There's, oh, no, so oh, it's no, hard no. to know what it's... Well, I think that, well that's... <laughs> but it's not a finished article. Depends so who you speak to. It's never finished. think that that particular positioning of element is perfect. Somebody else might think it looks better slightly over there and there's not necessarily a right or wrong. So it's let's, more subjective. So let's change, it? let's put it in a different frame of reference. Let's talk about art. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Is the Mona Lisa finished? Is yeah. the Sistine Chapel finished? Yeah. Is Guernica finished? Yeah. Guernica doesn't look like it's finished, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, all those paintings. Yep. Yeah. The guy, the artist in question got to a point and went, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But then, <laughs> You know, and you read about these things. They, go, they come back and they say they regret not. There was something they would change. So there was an ear missing. Maybe if Leonardo <laughs> was here today, and you asked him, "Is there anything else you'd do yeah. on the Mona Lisa?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, I'd say I'm ninety percent sure you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd just do that little bit. Nothing's ever quite finished. So well, he's right on that. Yeah, and you want that. You don't want people who. Now, it's, it's an absolute pain and it doesn't help the commercials and it's a nightmare to manage. But do you want someone who, in your business, if you are selling a creative dream idea to a yeah. client, do you want the person who's just going to stop and go, Good No, enough. but I think that's... But a, we, we've no, just had an experience recently, yeah, yeah. very recently, where we've been on a call and it's literally felt that there was no fight in the people we were chatting with. And yep. it was almost like... No, we don't believe in what we're doing. I'd rather I would rather yeah. have a have a robust yeah. discussion with someone on the rights and wrongs, and I'd respect them more for standing up for it, even if it's wrong, and we have to kind of work round. Do you think that that causes a lot of rubbing agencies though? And I'll chip in on this because I thought my, my perspective of I understand exactly what you're saying that you need the time to get let the creative juices flow to to get the right kind of conclusion that you want, and it might never be finished. In, in a B2B environment, in an agency environment, you're working to tight deadlines, quick turnaround times quite often, which, which do you think that stifles the creativity? Because if, if we've got a brief of, can you do X by a week? I think, it's, I think it smokes out the people who aren't. When you say, I think it smokes out the people who can't work in that environment very quickly. And it's tough, do you think that's quite, tough. Quite tough for a creative mind that wants that time but to some let do, kind so, of... But equally, you can get a planner who wants to sit there for six weeks and read everything on the sun, won't get off the pot and make a decision. Yep, I've met a few of them. So it, it's rife with everything. I think when you get a creative who's got a massive, a massive opinion and ego mm-hmm. and 
a client service person with the same attributes, you actually get better work, and it's really painful getting there. Do you but think? Do you think? Do you think, creative, do you think creatives have got a big ego, or do you think? Because I put it a different way. I think creatives are quite narcissistic, and by that, to explain what I mean, I remember when you first started here, and I'd not worked with anybody like you before. So you were you were a different kind of person for me to work with and, and get along with and manage, and, and you know things were going well. Actually, well, also they're working together. But I spoke to one of my friends who was one of the he coaches like the GB Olympics team mm -hmm. just by chance. So he coaches loads of different types of individuals and massive egos on the Olympics teams and people he's trying to control and all this kind yeah. of thing and trying to get them to go down the path he wants them to and commit to the training. And I remember saying to him, I was explaining the situation. I said, I'm working with this creative guy. He's, he's strong opinions, works different to I do, how do you do that? So he said a lot of the creatives typically fall under the, the narcissist kind of angle of, of profiling. And it's not meant, I don't think, like a lot of people think narcissist means like egotistical. Mm. But he said what it actually means is underneath the surface, actually they're quite vulnerable in the sense of they put a big front out as a creative, had a big like front that they're, they're, they're this person. I think person. what you've got to remember is, and if you... Put yourself in the shoes of anyone in any creative department. That's what I'm getting at. Every time yeah. you answer a brief, you are, and this sounds very over the top, but it's the only way no, I can explain it. No, it is. You put your soul on the table with that brief because it's a little bit of you. Yep. And you're saying, I thought of that. And then somebody in a somebody room goes, says, that's rubbish. That I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. It's rubbish. It's wrong. Yeah. Why haven't you done this? But I think that's what I've learned over the last year, five or six years working with you. Because it, it, it's quite tough. Can, you, do, you do put your heart and soul into if, it. And, and if you imagine. don't do that, you do, you're not doing something right. Yeah. Because I can imagine that. Because we get that, obviously, from a digital point of view. No matter what it is, it's like, oh, I think the campaign should be run like this. I think it should be run like that. I think this email should look like this. Whatever it might be, we get questioned. But at least we tend to have stats to back up what we're doing. Yeah, whereas it's very much, there is a, it's much more art than science. Now, something like layout design or digital design is a lot easier because it is very functional. It's incredibly structured. So you can revert back to UX. You can revert back yeah. to CX theory. And you can test her if you need to in terms exactly. of what is a visual hierarchy, right? Are we drawing people's eyes where they need but to be drawn? Idea. How do you, how do you, qualify whether it's right or wrong so this is where you get to the point of your point about being bullshit about being opinionated mm -hmm. i think what you find is anytime someone comes with a brief and i'm generally it's not our agency it's every no, 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 agency absolutely. puts it on the table and comes back it always they're always looking around, you know i'd have done that slightly different can we do Suddenly everyone's an art director, everyone's a copywriter, everyone's a designer, and you're like, could we just do that? And you, you kind of, you sit and go, why do you want to do that? And you're like, well, I think the client will like it. Yeah. You think the client will like it. And then suddenly... Or, or, or I don't like it. Yeah. Or I like it is my favourite one. Or I, li I like They're that. all as bad as each other. Whereas all you really want to be doing, and, it may, and it's not to belittle client services, all I... You know, there's a contract between creative and client services. Of course, so yeah. You've brought me a brief. Yeah. I will respond to that brief. And my job is to look at all the words and all the things that I've been told and deliver something that meets line by line that. The moment, and this is what gets people's backs up, I think, about the whole, you know, it's putting your child out into the cold world. Sure. The moment someone goes, I don't like what they're wearing. <laughs> Why, yeah. why did you pick that? Can you make the fish look happier? Yeah, can I have a logo? <laughs> and you go, well, how, are you even looking it's at... It's a real one, by the way. Yeah. Are you even... Oh, I forgot about that. Are you even 
judging it against the brief or yeah. are you just being subjective yeah. in your responses? And yeah. that, it's like anyone. So, you know, you come to the board and we're all sat there together having a board meeting. And you go, I've had this idea and here's the financial plan for the next yeah. 12 months. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, it's good, but you know, you imagine if someone just goes, I don't like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's rubbish, that yeah. is. Go, why, why, why don't we do this? So you've got quite a broad pair of shoulders then <laughs> to take on the role. Do you think that, do you think that comes with experience in the sense of, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about young Sam behind the computer here in the sense of lots, lots, lots of ideas and lots of things. And, and, and quite often you do go, I don't like that. I've done that differently. I'd have worked it in this way. I'd have done something differently with it. responding Which, to criticism is a learned skill. I yeah, remember. not getting it wrong. That's cool. Not, not even wrong, sorry. A difference of opinion. Get, That's nothing wrong it. with that. No, there's no, no, you're right. There's never right or wrong. It's different. It's yeah. always, I wouldn't have done it like, I know, yeah, I don't exactly. think, I could probably count about one hand, maybe one and a half hands, the amount of times I said to someone, no, that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> been a couple, yeah. But usually it's, I'm not sure that's right. It's not the way I, I'd approach it. I think there's a different way of doing it. Sure. But to deal with criticism, I think is learned. I think you have to. I think you have to go through it. You'll know this from mm. PwC. I, I want to imagine. Everything. Obviously, yeah. it's going to. You're going to get a lot as more get feedback. Older, creative, but. As you get older, yeah, and it's always a lot more because you are being an artist. You are putting something that's quite personal mm. in front of people. So I remember my first project when I went to art college. We had crits, and the crits were designed to give you experience of feedback. What are crit? Critiques. Oh, right, okay. So it's where at the end of the project... Every day's a school day. There you go. Everybody came to the kind of the front of the studio, yeah. everyone. So there's like 30 people who have just met about two weeks before. Oh, all different <laughs> cultures, nationalities, creeds, everything. We're all set. We're all a bit like, what's going on? And the head of the department, and I was studying architecture at this point, goes, right, we're going to go through everybody's work one by one in front of everyone okay <laughs> I, I didn't get the memo yeah and then they go you're going to talk to the rest of your team about your piece of work and i remember being a gibbering wreck yeah i remember pretty much everyone apart from the one mature student being a gibbering wreck because mm. there was no experience of presenting work yeah yeah playing the game and then and they're not receiving the critique. <laughs> yeah, and then literally, I'm not kidding, these two very learned, incredibly intelligent professors of architecture absolutely tore me a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walked away and I thought, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if this is what life's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're passionate about it, and if most crit all creatives are, yeah. you oh, get they should be, shouldn't they? If they're, yeah, not, if they're, not, they're not, they're not they're in the right role, are they? Yeah. yeah, and they kind of, you get back up and you go again mm -hmm. and it doesn't sting as much the next time it happens yep. and you get to the point where actually you go no that's okay and as you progress in your career and you get more senior you, you get to the point where you have the privilege to yep. actually disagree and say actually no what we're going to do is you know i respect you've got an opinion mm -hmm. but you're going to have to take my word on this yeah and you know we might present two ways we might go okay well let's let's Work up what you're saying you think is right, and let's let the two run together. Yeah, and then that way you get a much more egalitarian yep. response and a better result. Okay, I think as a nice segue there, we've got a bit of a question for you, John, which is, what are your thoughts on multiple options? Because I've seen 
from a logo design point of view, I've been presented with a document where you've got 30 or 40 different logos to pick from for the same thing, which I, I think is kind of a nightmare at that point. I think that shows, a, that for me says that we can't make our mind up, we don't have an opinion. I'm personally, I'm a go with one option is my preferred approach because we should have already, a client is paying for our intelligence and our ability to self-select mm -hmm. and understand their market and deliver what's right. Mm -hmm. They're not paying, yeah. you know, a fair amount of money to I don't know if you find this. have a, to, they're not paying to buy a dog and then bark themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're paying for us to advise them and give them the kind of confidence that my agency with however many years experience has recommended this as the way to move forward. And I think if you don't, you run the risk of living or dying by someone else's decisions. I think the difficulty with that, with the, I, I don't disagree with you, but in the sense of the difficulty with that comes when you've got so many stakeholders involved in a decision-making mm. process. Because I think if you've got one stakeholder, typically the person that's probably briefed you on the opportunity, and you can read that person, you know them quite well, you know how they think, you know what makes them tick. <coughs> and then conversely with that, then when there are so many different stakeholders involved in the buying process and you've got 10 people around a table who haven't been involved in the briefing process you've got probably, 10 people you'll guarantee there'll be 10 different opinions oh it's tough that i think though. But, but then equally but then with the one route then then you've got i don't like that yeah but, but i guess that's the right that's that's then but you get it a lot don't you we? do but then you've got to ask i guess the response there would be if that's the client you know if the client is then deferring back are you working for the right type of client yeah yeah and if you put You've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. You've definitely seen it happen because we've been we've been in this situation. We put more than one route up, and number one, which one? Which they, one? They do only you want prefer? to know which one. Which, which one do one? you prefer? Which one's the one? Okay. Well, this is my preferred route. Why are you showing me this? Yeah. Mm. It's the first. Always yeah. the first question. And the second point will be, hmm. There'll be lots of cogitation. Like, Can I take that, that, and yeah. that? That, that, and that. And can you make me number three, please? And I'll just have a new one. Yeah. Um, those two combinations don't always really And they're not necessarily, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're not necessarily compatible. So you end up diluting. And end up with a substandard outcome. Because I say that's what... Exactly. That's and then you, like... get, then you get crucified for <laughs> a substandard... But it's normally when they look at option report. three that you've just produced and they go, oh, that wasn't what I had in mind. And they won't be because you've merged one and two, but... Okay. Now, okay. You, now you're on to option four. Well, I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot. I guess on that, on that, it seems like a nice place to, to cut off. I enjoyed that one. Should we give Ollie a kick in next week? Yeah, let's tech. do that. I like that. A geek in tech. I'll go down that route. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm looking um, forward to the uh, accounts and finance one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed that one. Um, interesting insight into the into the world of creatives and creativity. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to check out our knowledge hub at www.b2bknowledge.com. Um, our free online ungated content hub helping our clients prospects um, and contacts navigate the ever-evolving B2B marketing landscape. Thanks very much and see you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks.